the comic book pit. Okay. Coffee Buddha in the North Hills. Whoa. Yeah. And we're not, <laughs> however, we're not drinking coffee. No, we're not. I'm actually having a, a, a frosty, delicious <laughs> lemonade, and Scott is drinking. He's uh, Scott uh, is naked tonight. A naked strawberry banana puree. Yeah. Neither of us. I'm. 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 I'm kind of. I'm slowly becoming a coffee drinker, but more like the kind of coffees that taste more like. Desserts, yeah, you know, like same here. The ones you get from like convenience stores, like, and can you, can you know. put a scoop of sugar in? There? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, I always get like a like a caramel like mocha or something. Yeah. You know, I think I get it honest. My dad, um, my dad's coffee is basically half a cup of coffee and then half a cup of milk, mm. like on top of the coffee, and then yeah. he pours about four scoops of sugar in there. And I, you know, it's like he was a barista before there was a, such a thing. So, <laughs> Scott's dad making coffee cool before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even know. Yeah. He was a hipster in his own day. And probably, <laughs> I probably ironically, his last name is like Starbucks or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're here. Um, uh, the uh, owner of Coffee Buddha, uh, Mike Weatherall, was cool enough to let us use one of the many spacious rooms. In uh, in his building, and so we're here, just uh, you know, relaxing, chilling. You know, this is a this is a geek haven. I mean, for anybody. Yeah. Holy it's, cow! It's pretty awesome. It yeah. really is. Like, let's we'll give it shout outs, but like right now on television, we're watching uh, Alice. Oh yeah, in Wonderland. the uh, the uh, Johnny Depp. The Alice Johnny Depp. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland's on the television right now. No mm-hmm. sports. No yeah. sports. But go pens, you know, but no space. Um, <laughs> well, I think when I got here downstairs, there was like some samurai movie, some yeah. old black and white samurai movie yeah. playing. And he's got um, on the, you know, and he's got just comics that you can read yeah. if you're here, you know, just some old comics, you know. He, it's and he's got some indie comics. And it, I mean, and this is this is where, you know, Jared and I, you know, we were here last month. Oh, yeah. You know, and That's we, right. we were here talking to uh, Jeremy Baum and Nils balls about you know their work and so mike's a great guy he's a he's a big supporter of all things comics yeah no so doubt i mean we even did we did comic swaps here yeah that's right you know, that's back, right we did that yeah. back. but what's nice too is he had like it's, it's basically like a converted house downstairs is like the coffee shop upstairs is um like meeting rooms for you know yeah. pretty much to sit around play games record podcasts Mm-hmm. Read books, whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's it's so. pretty awesome. So yeah, we we highly recommend anyone, you know, check out Coffee Buddha. Um, like I said, it's in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. It's not too far. It's you know, it's uh, maybe what would you say, 15 minutes outside of the city. Yeah, yeah, that's about yeah. right. Not not too far at all. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
yeah anyways so we're we're following our our new format of alternating weeks having comic related discussions and then actually having discussions about comics this is a week where we're going to discuss comics and we are not prepared <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're 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 mildly we're prepared. mildly prepared. We're we, sort of prepared. I've been reading, you know, just not. I've been catching up. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I did a, a tour of the the Carolinas a couple weeks oh, ago, yeah. and I, I I hit about a half dozen comic shops. Yeah, you did between that. South and North Carolina. As did I. Up in uh, Buffalo. Yeah. I I went to about six or seven different shops. It's kind of Buffalo. fun doing that, like yeah. seeing different stores and how they operate, and you know, and I mean, everyone I met was just. The nicest person ever. Yeah, I only had one store where there was actually where I got like the bad vibe, Mm -hmm. and it was two cranky old. I don't, I forget what the name of the store, but it was two cranky old guys just bitching about everything. Like, um, what's these spinner things these kids have now? I don't know. (laughs) You know, and then they're like bitching about like politics, and like we were only in there for ten minutes, and they were. They went through the gamut. Wow! And they never even spoke to us the whole time we were uh, there. That, yeah, that's no, yeah. N- nobody wants that. Yeah, so we're like, let's go. That's kind of a that's, <laughs> a, that's a that's a bad vibe. So I saw a nice I saw a nice um, Hellboy hardcover that just came out recently, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I never saw that. So I took a picture of it, and then I went back to my local shop and bought it there because <laughs> why would I give these guys my money? <laughs> right. So, you know. Yeah, a bunch of grouchy old. That's man. the thing. It's like a, a a good. It's like a good shop begets good. Yeah. customers and good business yeah. and good you know good just good vibes but, so um, the one that stood out to me I'll give them a shout out uh, if I remember right but it's Queen City Comics if you're in Buffalo that's the store to go to like don't even like I'm not going to say don't go to the other ones but that's the one you want to make sure you go to is mm-hmm. Queen City because they had tons of back issues super awesome deals the owner the owner was like knowledgeable of our shows in Pittsburgh like this guy's like knew everyone connected. I was like, this this is a great store. Yeah. So I definitely would go back to that one. Well, I will. Um, I'll give a shout out to let's see, um, <clears throat> Memory Lane Comics in um, Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys, I mean, it was a it was a nice store. They had so many great um, these great busts and statues everywhere yeah. I mean like just beautiful I you know I could just stare at them for hours great nice. I mean, comics everywhere I mean just um, and and the guys there couldn't have been nicer or more friendly or more accommodating like one of them actually came out from behind like um, I was just looking at like the new wall and yeah. one of them just came out from behind the counter and he handed me a little flyer he's like hey I don't know if you're gonna be around this weekend we're having a big uh, anniversary sale cool. 30% off everything or no Thirty, it was like thirty-three or thirty-four percent off everything in the store because that was like the number of years they had yeah. been around. And I'm like, oh, that's. I didn't, I didn't say like we weren't going to be, but I'm like, oh, thanks a lot. Like, you know, just the people that make an effort to, yeah. you know, like <clears throat> connect with customers and maybe even try and boost sales. Whereas, you know, like old school comic stores were just like, uh, they should, they, they people should just buy stuff, and I it's shouldn't the, have to make an effort. It's the stereotypical um, Simpsons, yeah, comic, comic book, book guy, guy, yeah. yeah. And the um, and the other one I'll give a shout out real quick to is um, uh, in uh, was it New Bern or close to New Bern, North Carolina, a place called uh, Carolina Comics oh, or Carolina nice. Comics and War. Um, again, real nice, uh, nice shop. Um, great guy, real pleasant to talk with. Had some great deals. Um, 
so just yeah I, I think that's what like anytime you travel you know that's kind of that's kind of a thing I do I think a lot of people do but like yeah. you know like I try and find the local comic shops because I'm like that's kind of we, like that's kind of like our embassy we make it a requirement I think now yeah. at this point because we realize the fun of that like just going to um, through western like we're in PA but we go through western Ohio and we're like let's just find some shops and see mm-hmm. and so now it's like a goal like if we're going to a new area we're like Let's research all the comic stores, get a list, and try to hit everyone we can. Yeah. And um, there was a lot in, Bu- in Buffalo. I think there probably was like eight stores, maybe. Mm-hmm. But like, they were they were all varying degrees of geekdom, though, too. Because yeah. like one was like a heavy anime store, one was a game store. You know, mm-hmm. like they they kind of went in di- other directions, but they all had comics. So mm-hmm. we we're like, yeah, let's check it. Um, but yeah, it's just. It's a mission now, I think. I went to one that, um, and I, th- I feel like I've been to a store like this before, years ago, but <clears throat> there was a there was a store that um, bagged and board always new comics. Oh, yeah. Bagged and board. Yeah, always new comics. Yeah, all, all, all the new all the new books, all the new wall okay. books were already bagged and board. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's a that's a. A big and, and, and the funny the, the, the funny conversation later was my my wife and noticed it and yeah so my my wife you know she's she's she loves she one of her favorite things to say is I love the geeks she's like she's like I love the geeks I love all your friends they're awesome she's not like she's a geek in her own way yeah. she loves she really likes Star Wars and she loves certain things but she's yeah. not a comic book geek yeah but after being with me for over three years, she's starting to pick up on some things, yeah. you know, following me into comic book stores and looking around while I look around. And I didn't, it's like I, I noticed it, but it just didn't register. But she noticed it and she, she said, why, why was all the, all the new books in bags and boards? And doesn't that cost him money? You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. kind of picking up on that. And I was like, I don't know. I said, you know, some, some places will do that if it's, yeah. if it's not, if it's not too cost prohibitive. And yeah. The only issue, the only issue I have with that is is flipping through it to see what's in it. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, but but because I know I think it's it might be Action Toy Man up in Erie. I think they actually have a policy about not. A, I was gonna say that might be boarded. They don't want you to take them out. That might be a way to pro, that, that might be how they prohibit people from flipping. Maybe you know, maybe it's a like a like a measure that they you know like hey this isn't a library type of thing oh yeah you know yeah just to keep people from yeah standing standing around and reading them yeah um, but yeah it's possible yeah but um yeah anyway so we it sounded like we each had a good time discovering some new shops yeah, I took I a I took some pictures I tried to give them shout like a you know a little little shout on I saw that you yeah. know on the uh, on the CBP we actually Twitter um, and Instagram and stuff we actually. Discuss that like uh, Crystal and I, my wife, um, we were just kicking around the idea of maybe recording an episode that would just do a quick review, mm-hmm. like a minute review of each shop, and just do like a quick thing. I think we've, t- I, I think either we've talked about that before, or, or you mentioned yeah. that before, like kind of doing like a, like an cool. on the road type, yeah, of, yeah, just say like, like a road edition, you know, comic book pick goes to Buffalo, right, know, like that kind of thing, and just, and then just have like a snapshot of each store yeah and maybe give credit yeah but uh yeah, maybe yeah we, it could work yeah we should we, we should i mean or you guys do it or we should play that'd be kind of yeah. maybe fun for the four guys to do you know oh, yeah. do like a you know comic book put on the road type yeah. of thing you know but 
It's like yeah. the show. So I, I tried to, you know, um, and I didn't want to spend too much time at, at each store because A, I was on vacation. Yeah. B, my wife was with me. I didn't want her to spend, <laughs> her. you know, spend an hour in each place. Yeah. But, uh, I would try and like throw bucks, a couple bucks at, you know, down yeah. at each store, like buy a couple of maybe new, yeah. new books or, you know, um, couple of uh, old books or something yeah. like that. So Action figures. That's what I do. A yeah. <laughs> couple stores. Yeah, I found some things. But but yeah, I, I mostly I mostly bought some new stuff and um, I took with me to read at the beach um, the issues of The Button. Oh, the yeah. The Batman and Flash oh, issues. Okay. I, I bought those before we left and then I bought the, the first Silver Age... Um, Justice League of America oh, nice. compendium. That was that was a lot of fun to read at the oh, beach, yeah? actually. That was because that was so I mean, talk about just classic Silver Age craziness. Oh my god. That was uh, yeah, I'm gonna well once I finish it, I, I, I haven't picked it up since um since the beach. Okay. Um to, to finish it. I I'm probably about halfway through with it. But I want to pick it up and finish it because it was a lot of fun. It was just and, and I don't read a lot of like old stuff. I don't read a lot of Silver Age. Yeah. Or golden age stuff. Was it in the, color or black? It, no, it was color. It was. Okay. I think it was a new printing because um, it wasn't like the. You know how like Marvel has their essentials and DC has their version, like the showcase, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. just black and white printings. They're called like phone books, yeah. basically, because yeah. they're like printed on like kind of like cheap newsprint right. and it's black and white. Right. This was. I think this was like a new printing of that because it was it was in color and the color looked really good. Yeah. Like I feel like it was might have been recolored. Or something, yeah. um, but it, it was that was a fun read. I, I had so much fun reading that, and like I said, sometimes I'm like reading Silver Age stuff, kind of like puts kind of puts me off because sometimes it's a little too silly. Yeah, and sometimes I'm just not in the mood for it. Yeah, but I but I felt like because I was I wanted to take like a graphic novel with me to read at the beach. Yeah, and I'm like I'm I'm walking through the stores and I'm like I don't. I don't want anything too heavy. I want something kind of just light and fun, like something you would take to the beach, like or something, yeah, or like, hey, I'm gonna go swimming now. I can put this down and right, yeah, yeah, nothing that was gonna like be really worth anything yeah. either. But yeah, um, yeah, I just I, I saw it on a shelf and I'm like, that's it. Yeah, I, I got to take that with me. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was a lot of fun to read. Nice, <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess so. We're gonna talk about some actual new comics yeah, um, or. Actually, uh, did we discuss the button? Have we talked about that book? I feel like maybe I have. You know, I think we talked about... I think we did talk about it. I think maybe Jared talked about it in one of the last episodes. Or or maybe... See, we we, we had that one episode that was kind of like a beautiful failure. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. We we had so many technical issues. Our our last... And I know Jared... Well, he, he, he specifically talked about the issue preceding it. Oh, or, yeah, or, I mean, I'm sorry, not preceding the yeah. one right after it, the one with Swamp, Swamp Thing. thing. Yeah. But I think he was also going to talk about the button. Oh, maybe that's what it was. But I don't think we ever got to okay. it. Um, I think that's right. But I read the button. Did you read the button? I read the button. Okay. It was good. It was really good. I actually kind of want to reread it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. There was a there's a lot of ramifications mm-hmm. if, in those issues. Now, if, if you're not sure what we're exactly we're talking about, it's... Um, it was a kind of a mini crossover, like wasn't like an event per se. It was just like a crossover between the Batman and the Flash. Yeah. Did I just did I just say the Batman? The Batman. I just said the Batman. The, yeah. 
Batman and the Flash, right. um, both were issues 21 and 22. Yeah. And um, and I heard that the they're actually I don't know if they're hard to find now. Like they they weren't rushing to reprint them. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, or maybe maybe it was the lenticular covers. Maybe they that might be. Maybe they, they weren't rushing like to return. They actually to didn't seem them. like they were going crazy, like selling out or anything. But I think that I could see that book selling. The further down the line we go, that book's going to be gone. Like, well, yeah, if it hasn't sold out yet, it will go. There's there's a lot of ramifications coming yeah. from those those four issues where, um, the, you know, there's a, the mystery of the um, it, the smiley button. Yeah, that, that's the thing that Batman found in the DC Universe Rebirth one shot. Right. And it's kind of a mystery that Batman and the Flash are trying to solve together. Yeah, and the button itself. Which is weird, like, just from Watchmen, I'm trying to remember, so I don't get this wrong, correct me, but, but, uh, alright, so the blood, you know, there's the blood stain on the button in mm. the Watchmen, that's the infamous, you know, right. you know, and, um, but in this one, there's no blood, is there no blood, or is there blood? No, there was blood on, because I think, I feel like they, te- like, they tested they it. They was testing it to find out whose it was. Right, but I, but I don't they know, couldn't come they, up, they couldn't with that, they come couldn't up with anything, anything. With anything conclusive. They couldn't find anything, but then... Um, they when they touched it, it actually it sparked or something. Yeah, like it had some sort of other energy. Yeah, um, contained in it, and that's what set it, set the whole thing in motion. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I, I don't like I just think of the, about the big picture for DC and like this is what this is what DC's doing right and Marvel needs to do. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. once, for once, DC is kind of leading the pack. They flipped the they flipped the lid on this one, um, and I'm not going to discuss uh, Secret Empire, but I'll just say in a word that it sucks. <laughs> and I mean, I'm I'm like in three issue three or issue four, and I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah, like it's a bummer. And um, you know, and then I, you know, this week. I'm at the comic store and I hear about this book called The Forge from DC and I'm like I'm trying that. Oh, because well, yeah, because I don't know what Marvel's doing anymore. Well, and I, I and I guess I should mention so this week um, this was a book that DC Comics allowed a midnight release of. Oh yeah, that's right. And so I actually went to your store. That's right. I went <laughs> yeah. to um, Colin at Pittsburgh Comics. Uh, was having a midnight release event. Yeah. And so I, you know I I was thinking about it and. I'm like, I haven't been to a midnight anything, um, let alone comics, since um, the uh, New 52 release yeah. down at Phantom yeah. of the Attic Is that where in I'm Oakland. Was I at that one? I don't remember. I remember I feel I, I, our other friend Chris Rigby was there. With I, I think that, so I, one I'm sure there were a lot of people there. For some reason, the only person I can remember seeing there is Jim Dietz. Okay, I, see, I, it must have been a but, different one. Maybe but you that's went, how long ago maybe you went to maybe you went to Pittsburgh Comics? I don't know. No. Or do you think you didn't do it at all? I don't remember. I don't think I did the Pittsburgh Comic one. Okay. So yeah, it must be oh my god, I haven't been to a midnight sale thing in forever. Yeah. Then. So I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah. I'm going you know, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go to a comic book store at midnight and I'm going to yeah. buy some comics. Yeah. And you know, it was fun. It wasn't crazy. It was, you know, maybe like a handful of people and calling yeah. and but it was just kind of chill, and you know, I got to look around. I um, picked up another book, which I'll talk about in a, later. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I was actually, and I was also a little excited to 
buy this book because it's it's the next event, and you know it. It's, and I really <laughs> I read it, and it, this is not a, so much an indication of the quality of the book, but I but I think more like half I'm not I'm not caught up a lot with DC and half I feel like they just haven't revealed things yet yeah but I'm reading this I I, I read it as soon as I got home because I'm like well as long as I'm still awake yeah you know I didn't get home to like 1.30 in the morning oh okay <laughs> um, because Pittsburgh Comics is about a good 20 it's, it's about 20 miles away from where I live now <laughs> yeah it's it's not really in Pittsburgh it's yeah pretty far south of Pittsburgh right yeah so um, so I read it when I got home and I'm like don't really know what's going on here. Okay. Um, but again, it wasn't. I don't feel like it was like the quality of the book or the storytelling. Yeah. But more like, like I said, part part of it was me not knowing what was going on from pre like from maybe stuff they've told previous yeah. and just things that they have yet to reveal in there yeah. in the event. And I guess it's just the one shot though, right? Yes. It's, so it's like a it's like a prologue to what it's called. Yeah. Well. The book we're talking about is called Dark Days, The Forge, and then the next one is, I think the event starts on June 21st, Yeah. and it's called Dark Days Metal. Okay. I, I, I'm honestly unfamiliar. I didn't even know this was coming out, but I saw just there was just a lot of buzz, and I was like, you know, DC got me excited with the button that I'm like, let's try this one, yeah. you know? And I know that... Um, you know that the forge is not, or dark days is not related to the button story, as far as I know, because the the next part of the button story isn't going to be till this fall. That and that's going to be the that's they're going to bring Superman in. It's going to be yeah. called Doomsday Clock. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. So that so I was like, even though it's not part of that, I want to try something else because how good the button was. Like I, to bring it back around. From from what I understand. Um, Dark Days is going to be more of a multiverse story. Okay. And they're calling it like the Dark Multiverse. Oh. So, um, because, and the one thing I can tell you, um, or or the one thing I did notice was, um, you know, at one point, the um, uh, Michael Holt, Mr., or not Mr., uh, Mr. Terrific shows up. Oh, okay. At some point. He's the guy with the fair play on his arm, on his okay. jacket. And he, but he wasn't the new Fifty Two version. He was like the pre New Fifty Two oh, version, the one yes. that was in the Justice Society. Oh man! And he, he came from another, yeah, another universe. Yeah. But he was, but it was like he was there working with Batman. Like, okay, you know, they had it. It wasn't like, oh, what are we doing here? It was like an understanding. Like he's like, oh, I just popped over to help you do this. Okay. Um, so, so I, I think they're going to be playing with the multiverse again. That's awesome. So and I, so, which, which I think means they can do this story and independently of the button slash yeah. Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Well, you were gonna. I know you were gonna talk about Batman Twenty Four. Yeah. You were gonna talk yeah. about that one too. Yeah. And just briefly. That actually plays into what the the events in the button mm-hmm. storyline uh, of. And basically, this is like a direct continuation. I didn't read it, so I'm gonna let you like well, read it. But I heard what happens, and I'm sure it right. has by now. There's there's a lot of the, yeah, there's a lot of things, a lot of ramifications that are happening from the button. The biggest of which 
is so Batman basically meets the Flashpoint version of his dad who in yeah. Flashpoint Thomas Wayne became Batman right because in that universe um, I'm sorry in that universe uh, his wife and son were gunned down. Yeah. So he becomes Batman. Right. And, you know, he becomes the the dark vigilante. In so yeah. So it you know in, in this brief interaction that he has with his father during the button, you know, and his father finds out that you know what his life has become. Yeah. He says he basically tells him stop being Batman. Be happy. Like live a life. Yeah. Don't be like me. That was surprising. Yeah. Like, reading that, I was like, whoa. And I thought that that would be something, like, dummy me, I thought, that'll be something that comes out later. Yeah. But no, like, Tom King that writes it is like, we're going to do this now, <laughs> like, in, in issue 24. Right, so in issue 24 picks up, it's kind of like um, two, two storylines happening at the same time. There's um, Batman with... Gotham Girl, and then there's a <clears throat> Batman with Catwoman. So the the Batman with Gotham Girl, they're just having a conversation, and it's it's really Gotham Girl, um, you know, asking Batman what she should do. Yeah. Should I become a superhero? Should I do this? Should right. I do that? And Batman is very is being kind of very unBatman like. He's very you can tell he's kind of shaken. Right, and he's he's kind of saying like, I don't know what to tell you. He's yeah. like, I can, and he's like, you know, all these for all these reasons that, you know, I'm Batman because I'm scared and because I don't know, you know, there's just all these reasons why he's, you know, being Batman, and um, and he he's almost like unable to give her advice through yeah. this conversation through this issue. Simultaneously, he's chasing Catwoman around. The rooftops. Oh yeah, that's right. And they—they're not—they're not talking, but there's just there's more um, like the previous conversation is kind of being like narrated over the the rooftop chase. Yeah. And then um, he catches up with her and gets down on one knee and proposes to her. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some conversation leading up to that, of course. But well, I know that they're. You know, in this storyline, their whole story has been pretty much the chase that never ends. Like, yeah, that between the two characters, mm-hmm. um, that he was going to take her in, have her arrested. He couldn't do it. He basically just let her run, and then he chased her. Yeah, and, and he doesn't want to catch her. But now it's like, now yeah. he's changed his mind. Right. Yeah. Now so. he's like, now I I want you. He's like, I yeah. want you in my life. Yeah. Um. They and there's um an interesting. I don't know if this is actual continuity or something that happened way back in the day, but he 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 references um, a heist of hers that he foiled, and that there was this diamond necklace or something. I guess it was like the very first time they ever, oh, yeah. you know, so it was kind of meaningful. Um, there was this diamond necklace or diamond jewelry that she that he recovered um, that he kept a diamond from. Yeah. And he made the he had a ring made out of it. Oh wow. So that's kinda like Oh my but I don't, again I don't know if that's a real thing or not. Oh jeez. Um, the other um, notable thing about this issue, it had two really good um, 
really two good but distinct artists. They had um, it was it was Tom King who wrote the entire thing. Yeah. Um, Clay Mann did the art for the Gotham Girl Batman conversation, okay. and that was just amazing. I I want Clay Mann to draw Batman all the time now. Oh, all right. Um, and then David Finch did the oh yeah. Um, Batman, Catwoman, Chase, okay. across the rooftops. And that was actually some pretty good Finch. Finch has been really good on that series. Yeah. Like, in general. So, and, oh, and, and well, at least the issue I picked up had a uh, had a great Tim Sale cover. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, lots of good things about this issue. It was, um, it, it really is a paradigm shift mm-hmm. in, you know, the the whole Bat universe. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's it's really, I think, going to set the stage for the Bat family and the Bat universe for probably the next year. I could see that, too. Because yeah. what happens when he tells his sons and yeah. Alfred and Barbara and all, you know, everyone that he's basically marrying, like, one of his, I guess, you know, enemies is hard is, is a hard word to yeah, see. Is she? Just a, like a foil, just like a, like a, like a femme fatale. Yeah. yeah. Adversary is probably yeah. good. But um, yeah, Batman twenty four. It was a fun issue. I I would say it's it's almost a standalone issue, except for the fact that if you pick it up and you know like there's really no explanation as to who Gotham Girl is. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, you need the back issues. Right. And, and 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 their conversation sometimes you know I guess if I still have one issue with this book, it's the same issue I had with it from the beginning. Is sometimes I feel like Tom King's dialogue is a little stilted. Yeah. It's a little you know I think that's why I get sort of, like I I'm on and off with that book. Mm-hmm. I don't know is it a, is it also bi-monthly? Then I'm like it might be. I feel like I, everything DC is bi-monthly. Then now. I start to feel like I'm slap like I'm falling behind on on reading it. So then I just I'm like I'm out. And, yeah. But it is like the stilted dialogue, and he tells a really good story. But yeah. like, okay, for example, and this, <laughs> the exact same thing happened in the very last, in, in the last issue of Batman I read, which was like issue ten or eleven. Yeah. Um, in this issue twenty four, Batman finally catches up to Catwoman, and they're standing there facing each other, and he goes, he says, "Cat," and she says, "Bat," <laughs> and I'm like, I hate that. I hate that so much. Uh, it's just it's so awkward. Yeah. It's calling them call them you know, calling it's them each little, other cat and bat. I'm like that's just weird. Yeah, it's a little um it just doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't feel right. Seems a little more like on the Tim Burton side maybe or something. It's just yeah, it you know, it's now. just weird. Whatever. Yeah. But again, that could just be me or whatever, but I you know, like I said I I feel like they're his dialogue is a little sometimes it's a little heavy-handed. Yeah. Or a little, or it's like he's trying too hard with the dialogue. Like yeah. some of the dialogue between um, him and Gotham Girl, Batman and Gotham Girl, was just kind of like yeah. it's, it's like they're talking a lot, but they're saying nothing. Yeah, and I think there was, I think the reasons why I've dropped in and out of the book too, like um, when they introduced Gotham Girl and her brother, mm-hmm. Gotham, whatever he was, Gotham guy. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Gotham boy. I don't forget but what they, they called. Uh, I think it was he was just called Gotham. Or just Gotham. Yeah. Um, it seemed a little convoluted to me, and then, um, then the you know the brother was gone, and then it's like oh okay, and then and then it became like like just the transition seemed weird to me I think, and that's why I kept losing me, but then I I got back into it to read um, where they infiltrated Bane's um, temple. 
That's that's yeah. where I dropped off. Yeah, after and that. Yeah. Bane was on. Bane was off the the Venom, mm-hmm. and running like a criminal empire, and he was good to go. And then Batman basically came in and messed his life up so bad that he went back to the Venom. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know, if you just hadn't messed with him, he'd be a, he would just but, left you alone. But the whole reason he did it was for Gotham Girl, I think, and for Catwoman, I think. For both of them, because he's like, well, no, he basically he, got a Suicide Squad together. He he needed Catwoman's help. Yeah. To infiltrate. And it would clear her of all the deaths. Yeah. That she's committed. Yeah. I think, and then that was the story because he basically was like, you know, like trying to forgive her for something that's unforgivable. He needed it was. It was I'm trying to remember the storyline now. Like he needed, I think Psycho Pirate was Psycho part of, Pirate. That's who it was. That was he's who the one that jacked up the Gotham's. Got, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and so. I just, but I was like, who, like who's that? You know, like I'm reading it, going like I don't know what's going on in this book. Now. Yeah. So then I would drop it, and then I would see like, you know, then I'd read something else, and I'm like, well, this is good. I'll I'll buy it again. <laughs> and then I dropped it again when Bane went after Batman. I dropped it. Yeah. And then I came back for the button, and then I'm like, eh. now I'm like wishing I would have bought the this proposal issue. Hmm. Uh, I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm probably just gonna have to yeah. go back and fill it. You could probably, I'm sure, and I'm sure you can still find it somewhere. Probably, I don't. Yeah, yeah. just that initial hype is hit, but right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good stuff. I mm. feel like we we actually could have a whole episode just to talk about Batman, but mm-hmm. I didn't even think. Um, other, yeah, just other things. Well, I'm I'm not gonna do it in this episode just because we've got more to talk about. Um, and I don't want to monopolize it all about yeah. Batman, but I found the first seven issues of All-Star Batman, the uh, oh, cool. the new... Oh, yeah. I almost said New 52, the, the Rebirth, Yeah. Um, at uh, Half Price Books. Oh, nice. I found them each, like, I don't know, two bucks each or something <laughs> like that, and I, I never read it because the first issue of All-Star Batman was five bucks, and I'm like, I just, oh, can't, yeah. I just can't justify paying yeah. five bucks for it. Yeah. And I think... I think that book is like one of their more pricey books. Like yeah. like the the regular yeah, it's a like everything else is still kind of book. Yeah, everything else is still two ninety nine, but I'm pretty yeah. sure All Star Batman is three cool. ni- yeah. three or four ninety nine, something yeah. like that. I think it's yeah, like three ninety nine. So I figured, well, for two bucks each I'll pick them up. Yeah. So I only read the first two issues, so I'm still okay. plowing I through that. I think I read the first issue and decided not to go with it and then I started reading the other the regular Batman, the Tom King one, mm-hmm. and then I eventually just dropped it because I probably thought that I was buying too much because I couldn't keep up. Yeah. So. That happens a lot. It <laughs> happens more than you think, yeah. So, all right, well, what do you got? All right, so switching gears um, from one, from a Dark Knight <laughs> to uh, a Dark Lord. There you go. Of the Sith. Um, Darth Vader. They both they both wear lots of black. Yeah. They're both menacing. <laughs> they are both menacing. They both have uh, they, you know they they both have issues with their sons. That's <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, Damien. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that Damien. They both have cool bases of operation. You know, the, that the is Batman, true. He's got the Batcave. He's got the Death Star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this um, issue goes like all right. So they rebooted Darth Vader. Um, the previous one was right after the destruction of the Death Star, and um, that's he was not, yeah okay. The first 
Marvel. I think, I think I only read like the first like ten issues of that or something. Basically, but, yeah. the whole story was him trying to find out who Luke Skywalker was, who's the pilot that blew up the Death Star, mm-hmm. like, and that, that that was his pursuit, um, secretly while at the same time trying to regain favor with the Emperor, like so that's what that whole story was about. Mm-hmm. Well, this one is literally right after Episode three of the movies where. He first becomes Darth Vader. Where he does the infamous... That horrible no (laughs) on screen. And then they redub into Return of the Jedi, which is just awful Mm -hmm. in the special edition. Yeah. (laughs) I'll never get over that. But but anyway, um, I I had a... I'll, I'll throw another Star Wars buzzword. I had a lot of hope for this book. Because... Um, Charles Soul is writing it, and the guy is this this dude. Like, if you read his Twitter too, this guy loves Star Wars. This guy watches it like mm-hmm. a fiend, and then and then writes these great stories. I mean, my still my favorite is the Lando the Lando miniseries, and that was written by I love that by one. Soul. Yeah, yeah, and and like he's writing this stuff now, and um, so this is. What's really good about this book is, like, well, what's really good about any of the Star Wars books, if you're a fan, is when they throw um, knowledge about the Star Wars universe into the story, mm-hmm. that's like, they've just validated, you know, whatever, you know, hearsay, basically, and they're just like, no, this is what is true. And um, so one of the first things, basically, the Emperor is like, you're now Darth Vader, and you need a lightsaber and I'm not going to give you one because and then Darth deduces that Sith Lords don't get a lightsaber they take a light they take mm. their weapon they okay. take the the um, that makes sense the kyber crystals which they which I like to um, they drop into Rogue One you find out in Rogue One that uh, kyber crystals um, you know they're they're the crystal that powers the Jedi's lightsaber, and they are also what powers the Death Star. So in Rogue One, they mined um, Jedi the four of these Kyber crystals to power the Death Star. Mm-hmm. So they took something that was like a symbol of, you know, freedom from the Jedi's and made it into a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> um, and then like, but they describe how these why they describe why. Um, Sith Lords have red lightsabers, which is like, you know, the Jedi's had all kinds of different colors, like rainbow, you know, the Skittles of <laughs> lightsabers. Um, you know, taste the flavor. But, uh, but they say in this, this was like a big, a great reveal from to me was, um, the, he basically tells, the Emperor tells Vader, a red saber is no different than any other except that it has been made to bleed. And basically mm. what, what he implies by that is the kyber crystals um, have uh, a living sense to them. And the, uh, when, when a Sith Lord gets a hold of one, they corrupt it and okay. basically fill it with the rage that a Sith Lord uses, you know, with the pain, rage, fear, the whole thing. And doing so causes that crystal to turn red. 
and that's it. So like, hmm. basically, then you know that every Sith Lord that carries a blade has done this. They've basically like confronted a Jedi, probably killed him, took his lightsaber, and then changed his crystal to red. Like, and I was like, that's pretty evil. Like, that's awesome. That's really interesting. Like, badass, awesome. Something that evil was, stuff. Something that's just like a throwaway. Yeah, it's whatever. Just like, oh, red blade like, looks cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that means. So, hmm. I wonder who Kylo Ren. Right. Killed, or how right. he, how he got See, his his tri blade, whatever. All of a sudden, then there's a backstory for every character. That's like, well, you know, like how about. Um, Darth Maul has two blades. Mm-hmm. So did he kill two Jedi's? Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, like, and they were and they were on the sly. So like, Sith lords had been laying low for a thousand years. So this whole time, they would have to basically kill Jedi without the Jedi knowing that a Sith lord did it. Yeah, it's like that's awesome. You know, like I just got all that from that one little explanation about that. Um, so that was the coolest part of the book, though. The the rest of the book was um, kind of kind of dull, but basically, the Emperor drops Darth Vader off on a planet, and it was like you got to go get your lightsaber. So it's implied that there's somebody on this planet that that he has to that he's after. Okay. But they don't say who, and then he finds like some hapless victims <laughs> um, to steal their ship at the end of the b- book, and then that's it. And it's just a cool pose of Vader at the end. He hmm. basically kills these guys without a blade, you know, just using the Force. And um, I mean, it's a good start. Um, the uh, the art was good in it. Like I was saying to you, it's um, uh, I think that it's like technically good. It's not very. I don't see a lot of s- style. Like I, when I look at it, I don't see. I don't know what artist it is, yeah. but I see like it's a, a solid um, house style. Yeah. Um, but it's a uh, Giuseppe. Ca- help me out, Cam- Giuseppe Camicoli. Camicoli, and the inker is Cam Smith, which is actually pretty cool because Cam Smith inked Star Wars books all the way back to the early '90s. Wow. With Dark Horse. Okay, I know. I, I knew think this name sounded familiar. I could be wrong, I, or I'm thinking, or I'm confusing with Cam Kennedy for. Possibly, but uh, he was also a Star Wars artist. Yeah, I think yeah, that's who I might be confusing him with that. Um, so don't quote me on that one. But uh, <laughs> um, but I, uh, it's definitely a good start. Definitely a good, you know, for any Star Wars fan, definitely worth worth a a read. Cool. And I picked up this um, variant cover this week, and it has Phil Noto art, which is just unbelievable. Um, it's the uh, you know Anakin getting the uh, Darth Vader mask placed over his face, and you just see the teeth grit. That's yeah, like, oh I mean, yeah, that's a great cover. Yeah. Now, is that something like that? I, I assume that's something like a casual Star Wars fan could pick up. Like they wouldn't have to have read like the previous Darth Vader run, or was there a reference? Right. No, there's no reference because this takes place. Um, oh, it takes place before. Yeah. All of it. It takes place before the original before New Hope movies, and then, yeah. yeah. Okay, and takes place immediately, like literally the day after um, Episode Three. Okay, um, where they even show that the other Jedi's lightsabers that were left at the temple were all thrown into a, a fire and destroyed, including mm. Yoda's lightsaber, mm. which was the other reveal of the book. 
that's where Yoda doesn't have a lightsaber anymore because his got torched along with all the other Jedi's that were slain. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it was like it was pretty pretty awesome stuff for uh, for Star Wars. Okay. You cool. Know, some good nuggets. All right. Well, um, I'm uh, I'm also gonna I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Um, well, it's still the book I'm gonna talk about is the Nexus. Is actually still they're still still pretty dark, but it's uh, stylistically different. It's um it's called Spencer and Locke. Okay. Spencer and Locke number one from um, Action Lab Entertainment, but it's the um, Action Lab um, Danger Zone. Oh like, yeah. Like they're 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 oh, more yeah. more adult mature yeah. line. And um, Danger Zone. I had I had heard about this uh, this book, and it was. Um, and this was the other, this was the other book that I picked up at uh, Pittsburgh Comics the other night. Okay. He had, so I saw you post the picture of it. Yeah, he's only there was only two issues out. I think it's only a four issue series. And um, the uh, the elevator pitch is, what if um, what if Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes grew up in Sin City? Oh my goodness. So <laughs> so you've got this. So it, it it's kind of telling two stories, or or you're getting the main story, but you're also getting flashbacks. So you've got this police detective, this kind of like um, hard boiled, just gritty, just beat to hell police detective, yeah. um, whose name is Locke, and he's um, solving. He's he's been called to a murder scene. Mm-hmm. Well, his he has an imaginary friend named Spencer who is a, <laughs> a stuffed panther oh, who is also um, I'll show you the, just the picture of it oh okay he's oh, also yeah with the uh, yeah like that's his uh, like, but he's he, so Spencer helps Locke solve mysteries okay but he's the only one that can see him and it's, it's oh, the same nice. it's the same formula as in Calvin and Hobbes when when Locke has a flashback to being a kid yeah, it's done in like very much like a kind of a Calvin and Hobbes style. Okay, but he had an awful childhood as opposed to Calvin, <laughs> so he looks like it looks like you're reading Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, but then like Locke's <laughs> mom like smacks him. But there's like no jokes. No, it, he he has an awful <laughs> life. Like he gets his mom beats him. Oh jeez. Um, he gets bullied at school. Oh. He like and then like he stabs the bully with a pencil or something. I mean, it's like oh, messed geez. up. And, and yeah, so they show like a stuffed lock or stuffed Spencer along with him. Yeah. But then as an adult, like adult lock, you know, his, like what he sees is like a giant, like kind of a man panther. Yeah. Who's also wearing like a shirt and a tie and like wearing like a shoulder holster. Nice. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of this hard boy. It's like hard boiled Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. And uh, it was just really fun. It was, I mean, it's not like... That's cool. Yeah, it's its really um, just clever. Yeah. You know, and um, so the, it was written by uh, David P- uh, Pepose, or Pepose, P-E-P-O-S-E. Sure, yeah. And um, Pepose, and art by Jorge Santiago Jr. And um, I... I guess uh, Jorge Santiago Jr. is doing both the modern day art and the 
the, the flashbacky cow like Bill Watterson style. Oh wow! And it's I mean it's really good. It's it's it, it's the the juxtaposition like the be, between the two styles and is is really interesting and it's it's fun to you know to see that you know again it's like this alternate Calvin yeah it's just like you, you imagine like Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes probably grew up to eventually you know marry Susie and have yeah. his own kids and, yeah um, oh and there's also there's a version of Susie in the book she's the one who gets murdered oh, so he's basically solving he's trying to solve his childhood girlfriend's crush but but they but like they show a flashback of he kissed her and like she turned around and slugged him or something uh. I mean, it's just you know it's just like so like I said it's just so very anti Calvin <laughs> and Hobbes but um, just an amazing um, first issue I really had a lot of fun reading it nice and I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna finish getting this I'll series. have to flip through it for sure yeah just to see the the Calvin yeah I mean is it so you're saying it's kind of the Watterson style too yes the flashbacks yes the the um, the flashbacks definitely are in that Watterson okay. style <laughs> um, and then the current it, it's it's very um, it's kind of had like a the, the current day art is, is very much like a kind of like a Michael Lark okay like a very like um, you know like a noir looking style okay so and it, it very much fits the story it's a detective story nice. you know or you know a murder mystery <laughs> but you know the the lead detective has a imaginary stuffed panther that he does he bring the stuffed panther around with him yes because oh, at, at one point he's he and Spencer and Locke are sitting at a diner <laughs> going over the details of the case and you see adult Locke yeah. sitting across from giant detective Spencer yeah. who's wearing again like suit and tie and shoulder holster yeah. and at one point uh, the waitress comes by and from her point of view she just sees Locke and sitting across is this like slumped over like stuffed panther <laughs> and he's like what can't you see we're having a conversation <laughs> and yeah it was just yeah so th- then you kind of have to wonder like this guy, is this guy really unhinged? Yeah. Or what you know? So I wonder if they're gonna go more with that. Like, is this guy really a detective? Oh is yeah, he, maybe. Is he a mental patient that carries yeah. around this stuffed panther? I mean, yeah. Because I don't. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know that you ever see him interacting with any other police or. Oh. So. So maybe he's just a pretend detective. He could just be crazy. <laughs> I guess we'll see. But. Um, yeah, if you can find it, I definitely give I okay. mean, Spencer and Locke. It reminds me a little bit of um, just just in that um, ha- imaginary friend um, comparison, uh, Motor Girl with Terry Moore's Mo- Motor Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the new issue, you find out basically that like where the way it starts out, they really make it seem like her friend who is an ape is you know that's the world she lives in, mm-hmm. but but later you find out that it's like um, post-traumatic stress syndrome, and that she's manifested this guy in her head, and nobody else sees him. <laughs> so, like by the third issue, you're like, oh, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> you know, like no, she's just really messed up. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's that's interesting. I'll have to I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, you should. I I, I think you would. You know, even if you're not like one for 
you know, like that that hard boiled or that gritty yeah. type of detective story. Just the, like I said, just the that formula that they've come up with to tell the story. It's the added. It's really neat. The added substance of it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, I didn't bring any other books. So. Okay. Well, I, I just have one more book to talk about then, and that okay. would be um, uh, Kaiju Max Volume Two. Kaiju Max from from Oni Press. Oh, um, okay. So I I pro- probably last year, or maybe it's been two years. I forget how long it's been, but I, I read the first volume of Kaiju Max, and the premise behind Kaiju Max is it's it's like um, an island prison for giant monsters like nice. kaiju yeah um, and it's so it's very much like you know Godzilla meets prison break or something oh. or, you know Godzilla meets Shawshank Redemption okay. like, there's these different elements like if you read this you're 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 noticing a lot of um, story elements that you've seen in different like prison movies okay you know and the <clears throat> the prison is guarded by um, the pilots of these giant mechs. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like taking Pacific Rim to the next level. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it it the, the first volume follows this this kaiju who was kind of wrongly imprisoned, mm. and it follows his story. And then they they tell a lot of a lot of nice side stories about like some of the prison guards, some of the other monsters, the the even like the internal politics of the monsters on the island. Cause you know, like in every prison movie, or well, there's always like different factions. Yeah. There's this gang. There's this group. There's right. this whatever. Well, it's the same thing. And there's different factions. So, um, yeah. So there. So that was volume one. Volume two picks up with well, I think the end of volume one ended with a prison break, okay. where two of the kaiju's escaped. Volume two picks up and. Um, with those two kaiju hiding out with a kaiju who is on parole, <laughs> and he's he's working with humans. He's like I mean, he's this giant monster, but he yeah. he lives in like this like uh, like uh, airplane hangar that's oh, okay. that's kind of like his house. It's like a like kind of a dump, but um, and he works for a construction company <laughs> and. He's got a really like his life sucks, but he's just he's just trying to go straight. Okay. Right? So this is like every like parolee story yeah. you've ever seen on TV or in the movies. Yeah. And then these two kaiju show up at his door because one of them was like an old friend. It was like they pulled jobs together or something. And he's like he's like we just need a place to crash. I, I swear we'll be out of here tomorrow type of thing. And you know and so there's that story. This guy this. Kaiju who's just trying to go straight. He's yeah. trying to go legit. He doesn't want to. He doesn't <laughs> want to knock down any buildings <laughs> or kill anybody. And then you've got um, the story of a um, corrupt prison guard who he was from the first volume. Who there's a um, this kaiju casino on the moon. Okay. And he goes there to kind of like. I guess I think he. From what I remember, he was. He was a he was a corrupt guard. Okay. And he was found out, and he was, I don't know if he was exiled or whatever, but basically yeah. he kind of hangs out on the moon, in the at the bar in this casino, and he he he's hating life, and the casino owner is like, hey, if you want, I'll give you a job. I know who you are. I know you're kind of a you know <laughs> you're not 
you know, on the side of the angels anymore. And and so and there's uh, you know an event that happens at the casino that throws his whole world into turmoil. And then um, what was the third story? Anyways, I I guess the point is it's like they're telling these amazing stories. I think yeah. it's uh, Xander Cannon okay. is the is the creator. Um, they're telling this this amazing stories with the most unlikely <laughs> of like settings and characters. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. It's just it it's <laughs> I would recommend the first two volumes of Kaiju Max, both for story and art. Okay. You know. Uh, oh, and that, well, uh, there was there's they also focus on one of the mech pilots who's kind of like this uh super boy he's like this he's he's awesome nice you know he's and um but then during like kind of a routine stop of this one kaiju he gets kind of jacked up like he messes up oh and so now they're dealing with that and there's it's it's got all the like all the depth of this like multi-layered movie like um like crash, oh, or like okay. you know, just um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a of a good one to, to compare it to, but but the, the 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 depth of storytelling is just really fascinating. Like I said, given what they decided to work with, like how they decided to tell the story through these giant monsters that you think stereotypically are like, oh, they just run, they just right. they just destroy cities and kill right. people and then disappear back into the ocean. Yeah, they're not. You know, some like some of these guys are family men, or some of them are, you know, or I mean, yeah, it's just like I said, the the storytelling is just that's just funny. Top notch. Try to, it seems like for creative people, like you watch old monster movies and you're trying to resolve where did they go, mm-hmm. you know, and then you come up with a story like that, you know, yeah, of them hiding out, working with people, trying to. Yeah, that there's that this there's thing. this whole um, system. I like like the the um, the one that's on parole. He has yeah. a parole officer. Yeah. And he's this little guy. He's just uh. like a, a normal guy who who show, has to show up at his house. <laughs> like this, you know, he he shows up to check on this kaiju that you know is his parolee, and this kaiju is as big as a, a building, <laughs> like a twenty story building. Yeah. And there's this little guy, and he's like, I gotta check on you. You gotta make sure you're going to work and. <laughs> You know, it's just it's it's just funny. <laughs> you know, and it's it's not it's humorous, but it's not played up for humor. Okay. You know, it's not like yeah. ha 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 funny. Oh yeah, it's just but, funny. But the, the 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 situations are funny. Yeah. Like you can't help but chuckle because you're like, oh my god. <laughs> and some of the a couple of the kaiju's um, rap, like they do, like a little oh, like gangster rap, you know, oh because they've been, you know, they've been locked up, yo. Yeah. They've been, you know, they've been institutionalized, <laughs> and they, you know, they they throw down some rap. <laughs> oh um, my god. Yeah, but I I have so much fun reading. I forgot how much fun I had reading like Did the first kaiju was, max. So you're saying it's not a new book, or it is a new book. Volume two, the collection came out fairly recently. Okay. But volume one, I think, came out last year. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, jeez. So, Kaiju Max Volume Two from Oni Press. Um, you should probably, you know, it probably helped to read Volume read One. The first although, one. Yeah. You know, like I haven't read Volume One since it came out, 
Yeah. But I was able to pick this one up, and I felt like I just fell right I back think, into it. Honestly, I think that's a good mark. Of, a mark of a good comic is that you should be able to pick it up and kind of follow along. If, even if you don't know everything, but you know enough to enjoy the story, then mm-hmm. they did their job. Yeah. But uh, it's too many books nowadays are... Like, oh no, you gotta read yeah, issue one. Y- you gotta go back and read a, a, yeah. a full year of continuity before yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this was, I mean, this was specifically constructed. Like, I think the first, I think they're they're like six issue. Yeah, they're constructed. They're 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 six six issue miniseries. Okay. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, you should. It, I, it's it's again, it's one of those things. Even if you're not into. Like I'm, I'm not into kaiju's and yeah. monster like Godzilla and all that stuff, but yeah. but again, this was a concept similar to Spencer and Locke. That as soon as I read about it, I'm like, that just sounds it's too. It's crazy enough to work. Exactly. Yeah. It's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> yeah. Just like everything we do. Pretty much. Just crazy yeah. enough to work. So, but that's all I have. I'm I'm I'm. All right. Much. I mean, I've been reading a lot. I just didn't think like. That's okay. I, I've, I've been in a. We got, um, a lot, we got a lot in. We got, a, we got an yeah, hour no, show. Oh, no doubt. Um, but I've been sorting my books, too. And so now, like, my re- my have read pile is getting thrown into the boxes. So now I'm like. So everything I grabbed tonight, I realized most of it was stuff I haven't read yet. <laughs> so that was kind of the problem. But, uh, but yeah, it's been crazy trying. I've been sorting out about five years worth of books. Wow. At, in my basement. Nerd world problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been good. It's good problems to have. Yeah, that's what they always say. But now yeah. it's been it's been fun. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Just kind of lost track of uh, what what I'm reading. All I know is I'm reading way too much Star Wars, and they're coming out with more this fall. So oh boy. Yeah. Better, you better get yourself ready. <laughs> well, well, next week well, at least will be a a conversation episode. Okay. So you'll get a week off. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll, probably, you'll you'll still have to read stuff. I still have to sort. You'll still need to catch up on stuff. Yeah. But but yeah. Uh, next week will be our conversation episode. So um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We'll probably talk about that leading up to next week. The sky's the limit. Yep. I um, I got a few ideas already, but yeah. I know we haven't um, we haven't talked about Guardians of the Galaxy yet. Yeah, we got Guardians. Um, when yeah. I, I think we uh, we probably haven't talked about any of the show finales. We haven't. Gotham actually was the one I was going to mention. Since we were talking so much about, about Batman, Batman but, it, but I was like, no, nope, save it. Save yeah, we it. could talk about the show finales next week. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and I'm sure we'll come up with some other stuff. Okay. So. Yeah, and um, maybe you'll see Wonder Woman by then? I'm, I got my fingers crossed. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. I honestly only just saw it on Sunday, so it's okay. not like, you know, yeah. Yeah, it took, me, it, it took me a while to see Guardian, so... Hopefully, I'll be able to see uh, one on one pretty by soon. By then, I will try to see Logan. I have not seen Logan yet. Uh, neither have I. Well, there you go. There's <laughs> well, our challenge. Well, right at, there. at this point, it's you know you can it's on like Amazon. Like you can, yeah. I can pretty much just go on and buy it on Amazon now. Yeah. Watch it. Watch it on file on demand. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, so. Yeah, which I might end up doing, but yeah, I I was bummed about missing it in the theater, but yeah, me too. It was it was the timing, but um. Yeah, so maybe we'll have that to talk about too. Who knows? Some, we'll like I said, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have we'll have plenty oh, yeah. to talk about. And you know what? And we haven't um, we haven't we talked to the two of us. But we haven't officially kind of recapped Three Rivers Comic Con. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. You know, we can do some Comic Con talk as yeah. well. Yeah. And um, 
the new Black Panther trailer came out. Oh, or yeah. I shouldn't say, you know, like that looked really good. So look good. Well, yeah, I think I think we'll have plenty of stuff to talk uh, we about. We have content. Yes. We'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up so they can uh, close down the Coffee Buddha. Yeah. And thanks again to Coffee Buddha and to Mike Weatherall for hosting us. It's They're always great. And uh, the lemonade was awesome. Just like Shout you know. out to our barista. I didn't get her name, but... I didn't either, but she was really great, and, yeah. she, and, she, and, and she likes, she, she likes uh, Star Trek, so... She likes our t-shirts. Yeah, points, points for that. <laughs> so, um, okay, so this has been episode 254 of The Comic Book Pit. I'm Dan. And I'm Scott. And we'll see you next time.